And it's exactly 20 minutes to 9 o'clock on Radio Veritas 576am. And so there's a story of uh, Charlie Gard, this 15-month-old uh, baby who suffered from a mitochondrial disorder. I think that's how you say mitochondrial disorder that has actually led to brain damage, frequent seizures, uh, progressive muscle wasting and respiratory failure, which means, of course, the loss of the ability to breathe uh, independently, which then necessitates uh, mechanical ventilation for his survival. Uh, so you have heard uh, that uh, the, uh, there's been a development uh, in the case, uh, uh, well, with the Great Ormond Street Hospital in London applying for a new hearing uh, with the High Court after new evidence uh, suggests uh, this uh, that uh, Charlie Gard, this critically ill baby, could benefit from an experimental treatment. So uh, it's a question of ethics, a question of morals, who is supposed to make the decision and uh, so on. So we speak to Father Hyacinth Innes and... A Franciscan and a moral theologian, Father Hyacinth. Good morning. And how are you today? Well, thank you. Now, uh, I've mentioned all these things, you know, that uh, Charlie Gard suffered from uh, this disorder and so on. And uh, speaking about all this, uh, just uh, taking a step back to Pope John Paul II's uh, encyclical Evangelium Vitae, uh, that states uh, the ordinary and extraordinary treatments. Do you want to first take us uh, through what that is before we can actually talk about what the church is, uh, you know, how then uh, the church would be a uh, part of this? Right. Well, the ordinary treatments are what we would rationally consider as uh, uh, according to the command of God that we don't kill. Uh, and putting that in ordinary uh, human terms would be don't do any damage or don't hurt or don't harm or injure anybody. Uh, let people be. Let life be. So the ordinary um, treatments then would be anything that would be of benefit to the person who is, say, suffering from some sort of uh, malfunction of the body. Uh, That would be, uh, if it renders benefits, then well and good. However, um, there are also (coughs) certain treatments that would be uh, considered uh, also extraordinary uh, because uh, the said treatments might be something that would not be normally done in the circumstances uh, and therefore uh, say for example they're burdensome or they're costly or they're causing pain to the individual or to others indeed surrounding the individual like families and friends um, so that's just to try and explain what you mean in, in general, the, the distinction between ordinary treatment and extraordinary. Um, that, uh, you see, the, th- the thing is about uh, human life, uh, we can always take uh, uh, risks to help people to keep themselves in good health. Uh, but obviously the, the risks should be 
as such reasonable and uh, and that's why we talk about ordinary and proportionate means of continuing in health whereas other means might be quite exceptional and extraordinary but in that case then one has to weigh up the difference between uh, burdens and benefits. That's what it comes down to, the balance between the two. Uh, So in the effort to be reasonable, one has to assess whether such and such a treatment would be more beneficial or would the risk be burdensome? Uh, In other words, something that would do not only harm or pain to the individual, but also to others attached to that person. So, uh, it's, uh, well, looking at that, then, uh, would you say Charlie Gatz one is extraordinary? Well, at the moment, um, it looks like extraordinary because, um, the, as you rightly uh, indicated there, in the beginning, um, when, of course, Charlie's parents, they did the very correct thing. They got him into hospital as soon as they saw there was a problem with him. I think he's about 11 months old now. So they acted very swiftly. They did the right thing, get the medical support and see what's wrong. So um, Chris and Connie Gard did bring him to the doctors. Now, <clears throat> the doctors in question were in the hospital in London, the great Ormond Street Hospital. Uh, And we, we, uh, as far as we can understand, there's quite a team of excellent doctors there in the uh, part that would be uh, as regards children and their uh, diseases and sufferings. Uh, And those good doctors uh, assessing the case, as you mentioned there, the particular, it's a very unusual condition, incidentally, but um, it it has already uh, caused a certain amount of uh, brain damage. And, of course, uh, poor little Charlie gets uh, frequent seizures and also muscle wasting. And then the, the business about breathing becomes very difficult. And so there's a necessity of uh, giving help to him in order to eat and drink, first of all, and then to keep him alive in the sense of that he can breathe and all of that. So there are mechanical devices then used to keep Charlie alive. Now, they're looking at that, um, and that is extraordinary already. And then they're looking at um, there's not much hope or benefit for him as regards uh, he improving with the passage of time. That's what they are assessing. Yes. So then um, Chris and Connie, the, the parents, decided to challenge that uh, and therefore take it out of the hands of the doctors and appeal to the courts. And they did that. Um, and it was a, a lengthy uh, legal process uh, by which they sought the advice of the uh, courts in England and the High Court, even the Court of Appeal and the Supreme Court, they all gave uh, in favour of the doctors uh, at the great uh, Ormond Street Hospital that they were not doing anything wrong by deciding 
to um, stop any further treatment. But yes. however, the, the, the parents kept insisting. And then it was that the, the doctors even went so far as to get the advice of doctors in Italy and Spain. And because then the Americans uh, intervened in the case, um, news gets out very quickly among the medical profession and uh, Charlie Gard's case then surfaced and um, a group or a, a doctor in America uh, was willing to uh, use experimental drugs that they hadn't been used before yes. and they were wondering if they could get Charlie over to America then they could um, uh, 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 apply these um, treatments they have over there that are risky at the moment. Um, so that's where it was at from the legal point of view. Uh, and that's where, uh, incidentally, the Pope intervened as well and said that he would be willing to try and get him a passport to get him to uh, Italy or to the Vatican. Uh, they have certainly facilities there, very good facilities for treating children. Of course, the same thing would apply to America. He would have to have a visa yes. to be allowed to enter the USA. Um, so it, it's, it's now got to the stage of an international legal case, if you know what I mean. Huh? Definitely, Father. This has now become an international legal case. An 11-month-old baby sitting in hospital in, in, uh, on life support uh, yep. and doctors then deciding where to go from here. Yep. And, and now- the doctors are not doing anything wrong in this sense that their arguments are uh, certainly pretty valid, as I said already. They would consider this quite exceptional and extraordinary. Furthermore, the doctors in the London hospital are not too sure how risky moving um, uh, Charlie from the hospital itself, whether or not there's great risks in that. And furthermore, the treatment uh, supposedly in the United States would also be considered extraordinary because it uh, hasn't been tried before. Um, I, I don't know about the Italian one, except that obviously the Pope would make sure it be one of the best uh, children uh, hospitals in uh, Italy, probably one of their own uh, at the, attached to the Vatican. Uh, I know that uh, having lived in Rome myself, I know they have some excellent hospitals in Rome too. But um, yeah, but now, last evening, uh, it was reported on the BBC as well as on Sky News. I'd watched them, and they said that the, the parents had gone back to go to the courts again in England to revert the decision they made in favouring the doctors uh, originally. Yes. So um, I, I suppose that that... They said that the court case will probably take place today. Uh, they'll have to get it swiftly done because, I mean, time is of the essence at the moment. Um, the poor little Charlie, if he's deteriorating as the days go by, then that's a serious matter as well. And, Father, so we've spoken about, you know, the, the church and the uh, looking at it from the ordinary and extraordinary frameworks that uh, we yeah. you focused on. But then uh, there's, uh, of course, another thing that then... Uh, well, in terms of uh, uh, med- in the medical field, uh, doctors or the medical ethics, are uh, physicians or doctors then uh, obligated to, to offer treatments even when they see 
uh, that there's no benefit, in other words, the non-beneficial framework now. Yes, uh, well, look, you see, this is where you have two exaggerations. Uh, One, which is referred to as usually as vitalism. In other words, that you would do everything possible in in order to keep people alive. But that's not uh, what we're expected to do. Uh, That sort of extreme, no. Of course, the other extreme was, well, let's let's drop the case and let them die off like like that. No, uh, we have to somewhere in between. That's why, as I say, balance between benefits and burdens. Uh, and, And that's a very difficult thing. That's why this case is like many cases in regard to uh, dying patients, um, where the church has always treated them with extreme delicacy and uh, sensitivity, because, you know, the parents, obviously, um, they, they really love Charlie, so one has to take that into account. But on the other hand, you can't go to extremes in trying to keep people alive uh, at all costs. Uh, now, not I said cost there because it is a fact that the the uh, economic factor has not entered into this yet. Yes. In, you know what I mean? The, the cost of all these treatments, etc. But seemingly, the parents say that there are many good donors. And I, I'd imagine that is true, too. People can be very generous in such cases in helping uh, people to get the medical treatment that yes. might uh, be of benefit to the patient. So, but notice I stressed might be. So there's always a doubt. That's why it, it, there are abundant doubts in this case of uh, Charlie, uh, I, I think. And that's why people are very nervous about the, 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 how to treat the, the, the question. But at the moment, as I say, it's back to the courts again. They're being challenged by his good parents. Um, they just want to be sure that they're fulfilling their parental role, Chris and Connie Gard. Um, and so they're saying, look, um, could you not do something else or could we not try the other uh, things that are offered to us as well? But yes. on the other hand, uh, they say, no, the, the, the doctors say, well, this is really bordering on the extraordinary and the non, non-proportionate uh, or abnormal procedures. And Father, you spoke about the extremes or the exaggerations there. And, uh, you know, yeah. these seven doctors or a team of seven uh, medical experts then saying that uh, there's evidence uh, that suggests that uh, you know this uh, experimental drug could improve Charlie's brain condition, and perhaps the question there would be: okay, uh, he would uh, maybe survive and then uh, you know be able to live uh, again. But is it just improving the brain condition? Is it, uh, and does it uh, then make him uh, perfect? And if that's not the case, then are we only focusing on uh, being perfect as human beings, or do we focus on the humanity of? our being human. Yeah, well, of course, that's, it's the medical people that can tell us as far as they are judging by the, the symptoms, what they are picking up of Charlie. And they're, of course, on 24 hours a day, they're uh, checking him up. 
uh, you know, with charts and all of that and uh, passing information from one to the other and discussing it among themselves. And they're being very reasonable and rational about the whole matter. Um, and they know uh, the principle of uh, not killing people, innocent human beings. I mean, Charlie has done nothing. He's just lying there. But uh, on the other hand, respect for human, human life and the dignity of the human person, that's what they want to also respect. But, but they don't want to be continuing with treatments that are of no benefit whatsoever. And at the moment, if indeed his condition is deteriorating, um, why not uh, allow him, as they say themselves, to die with dignity? Do you know? I mean, in other words, they would not suspend ordinary uh, care, in other words, uh, feeding and keeping him uh, uh, comfortable in the bed, etc., that sort of thing, you know. But um, not to be continuing with these uh, excessive and, uh, I'm afraid, very expensive uh, means or procedures of maintaining life in Charlie. Father Hyacinth Innes, and of course uh, we're talking about the the, uh, the case of uh, Charlie Gard. If you haven't uh, seen it, uh, just Google Charlie Gard, uh, G-A-R-D, that's the same name, and uh, just follow the case there. Of course, uh, Pope Francis, as uh, Father Hyacinth mentioned, uh, even uh, considered uh, giving uh, Charlie Gard a Vatican passport so that he could be treated at uh, Jesu, uh, Bambino Jesu Hospital in uh, Rome as well. Father Hyacinth, anything else you'd like to add before we conclude? Well, I just uh, would remark that obviously the, the, the major principle is to do whatever is in the best interest of the patient. Uh, and that doesn't mean keeping him alive at all costs. It doesn't mean that at all. That would be the uh, extreme level. On the other hand, we're not to just considered as a flippant thing. In other words, uh, really not important. No, we, we, I think the case is important because it tries to help us to understand how we reasonably behave. Uh, and uh, in that way, we're just being human beings at our best level and uh, that's why one should recommend and also uh, help the uh, those who have responsibility in regard to human life the medical profession but also the legal profession and of course the, the, the sympathy for the parents involved as well so, Father Hyacinth, uh, uh, one would say then, uh, while uh, uh, now the court, uh, while the hospital is applying again for a new hearing and so on, this is the beginning. Uh, it's not, uh, in, it, it's not anywhere close to being the end of it. No, it's not. It, it, I, 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 I would, at the moment, I, I would wonder what what will the judges decide in England uh, today or the next few days? Yes. Uh, would would they go along with being him being extradited to the states or to Italy, whatever the case may be? Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how things will. Uh, pan out, but uh, at the moment there's no no uh, um, there's no necessity to keep him on these extraordinary methods because they are quite extraordinary. What's going on at the moment? So in the end, then the parents uh, should be 
allowed to make the final decision on this? Well, you see, this is this is where the difficulty comes. They they want don't want to feel guilty if if he should die. You see, that's what really worrying them. But on the other hand, uh, I'm sure there are good people explaining to them um, what the Catholic Church at least is saying about not. Um, uh, uh, applying procedures that are quite abnormal and quite disproportionate to the, the whole question of the balancing the benefits and the burdens. Father Hyacinth, thank you very much for your time, and I'm sure uh, we will uh, be getting back to you again as this case, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, and you know what? It, it just shows you <laughs> life is a mystery, you know what I mean, at the beginning and at the end. Definitely, yes. Thank you very much, Father Hyacinth. Not at all. God bless you. God bless. And uh, so there we are, the story of uh, Charlie Gard, as I say. Let's uh, watch that one uh, as it unfolds. Uh, As I say, just uh, Google Charlie Gard, G-A-R-D, that's the surname, and uh, follow the story of Charlie Gard. And uh, Pope Francis, of course, uh, also following this story very closely. Uh, He has commented twice already about Charlie Gard, and as uh, we said, uh, even considered giving him, a tem- uh, giving him a Vatican passport so that he could be treated at the hospital in, uh, in Rome at the Vatican. It's exactly 9 o'clock here on Radio Veritas, 5, uh, 7, 6 a.m. And thank you very much uh, for uh, joining us uh, here on Radio Veritas. Myself, Khanyadita uh, Ben Kolinyok, standing in for Father Emil Blaza. He'll be back with you on Wednesday.